0: This is episode 103 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen.
1: If we're on vacation and I drive away without you, I'll still go back and get you. Don't, don't
0: worry. <laughs> Today, Tim sits down with Matt and Bryce, hosts of Beyond the PDT podcast. Together, they talk about their backgrounds, the lessons that they've learned, and then each of them shares their most recent favorite trade and Tim chooses the one that he likes best. Whose trade's it going to be? Bryce's or Matt's? Listen in to find out, because it's another good episode. Right, Tim? Welcome back
1: to the Steady Trade Podcast. This is one that I really enjoyed. Um, I talk about it a lot through the episode. I just love seeing young men, young women, young people that are really looking to get after it. And Matt and Bryce on the Beyond the PDT are totally, totally that. You know, these guys are, they're both in school. I think they both have jobs, whether it be an internship or a real job. They're both trading. They're both doing this pod, their their podcast. They're really, really getting after it. And, uh, you know, it was very inspirational for me. I, you know, it's one thing I joke about it. I don't, I don't understand why older people can't get inspired by the youth. I'm inspired by these guys. Their work ethic, their energy, they're fun. They're great guys, and I think there's a lot of takeaways, especially if you're that new trader. You know, if you're struggling with all the things they're struggling with, but trying to balance school, work, family, trading, all of these things. Great, great takeaways on this episode, and I really enjoyed it. And be sure to check out Beyond the pdt.com they're doing great things with their podcast and you know one of the biggest reasons i wanted them on i was on their uh podcast a few weeks ago and i was like man these guys are great i want to help grow their channel so check it out subscribe you know and, and and give them some support because i think they're doing some great stuff and i really respect them
0: hey there steady trade listeners now we all know that tim bowen is the lead trainer for stocks to trade but how many of you listeners actually use Stocks to Trade? Have any of you never even tried it at all? Well, if so, today, you're in luck because Stocks to Trade is now offering a 14-day trial for only $7. Now this means that for the price of a pretty good hamburger, you can spend two weeks of your time getting familiar with the platform to see if it's really as good as people say it is. And people say it's pretty good. My name is Luis from Los Angeles, California. I'm a brand new trader. I've been using to Trade now for just a little over a year. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's definitely a program created for traders by traders. Very fluid, highly intuitive. Um, it's got amazing pre-market scanners. And the best part is that you can even create your own screeners. Uh, so for a newbie like me, it's nice having those training wheels and also the opportunity to kind of learn on my own and grow from there. So. If you're not a Stocks to Trade user, I highly recommend that you become one. But here's the best part. If you sign up for this 14 day trial, you'll also get access to Stocks to Trade University, the learning hub, where you can watch 14 videos with Tim Bowen walking you through each feature of the platform. So if you haven't tried Stocks to Trade, take advantage of this 14 day promo while you still can. Go to the website, StocksToTrade.com forward slash 14-day trial that's stockstotrade.com forward slash one four day trial all run together one word go take advantage of this promotion today the data provided during the trial period is provided by nasdaq last sale and does not offer otc bb or level two this promotion is for new users only
1: as I mentioned in the introduction, I've got Matt and Bryce here from the Beyond the PDT podcast. I'm um, just going to kind of start out with an introduction of, of these guys. I'm a huge fan. Okay. I always, uh, I, I kind of make fun of a lot of old bastards like myself that make fun of, uh, that, that mock the young generation. But I mean, there's so many great kids, well I hate to call them kids. I mean they're young men, no offense. But uh, you know, young men, young women out there that are getting after it. And there's this kind of general consensus that that the youth is 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 worthless, millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, whatever. But there's so many kids out there, guys out there, gals that are really getting after it. And these two guys, um man, I, I for lack of a better term, fell in love with them after appearing on their podcast the other day. And uh, it's amazing what technology does and what technology can provide. I actually did a a presentation at my old high school. Went back to my old high school. Oh, geez, thirty years later, there was an honors presentation, and they they or honors banquet, and they asked me to come back and present. And I told them all, I mean, take advantage of technology. Take advantage of the access that you have. I mean, I look back at. You know, where I was when I was these guys' age, when I was 20, if I wanted to learn trading, if I wanted to learn anything, I mean, there's books in moldy libraries. You know, there was no internet. If, if you saw someone on the news or on 16 minutes or whatever it was, how could you ever get access to them to hone your craft, to improve your skills? to get better and, and grow and evolve. And what these guys at the beyond P- the PDT podcast have done is they've decided, Hey, we're looking to learn trading. We're looking to uh, grow and learn as much as we can. And by having YouTube, a podcast, etc., we can get access to so many of these guys that have experience and, and have done all of these things. So, What I want to do is introduce Matt and Bryce. I figure we'll kind of start out, give a little bit of an introduction of these guys and, and they're, uh, you know, they're both newer traders and, and hence the name beyond the PDT. They're looking to grow their accounts and get over the PDT, which I think is very applicable to many of our listeners. Most of them are probably below the PDT. They want to know how do I get out of the PDT jail? And, uh, so yeah, I would say let's start out with, at uh, the top of my screen is Bryce. So Bryce, give me a little bit of an introduction and let me know, you know, your history, you know, wh- what, uh, you know, what, what your life has been, what brought you to trading and then kind of your goals, et cetera. So.
2: Awesome. Uh, thanks Tim. First of all, for having us on huge honor. We're having a blast. Um, so a little bit about me, uh, just a kid from a small town, in New York. I'm sure you heard of it. Syracuse. Um, yep. Sub- small right town, man. That's
1: a huge town where
2: I'm from. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We're, I'm right in the suburbs, though. So <laughs> I, I guess I call it a small town. Um, and so I, geez, ninth grade comes around. I decided I want to start playing basketball. Pretty tall kid. Um, and I got cut ninth, tenth, eleventh grade. Um, and so I decided, you know, I'll start playing some travel basketball. And sure enough, um, I got better. Ended up playing in college and transferred my second year, met Matt. And um, from there, we both kind of had very interesting mindsets. I did a lot of, and still do. We do some freelance writing, um, and that's kind of what I've been using to fund my college. Definitely a different route than a lot of the kids. Who, you know, just...
1: I didn't know that. That's yeah, I, I I'm a, uh, um, I, 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 I It's funny. Writing is one of those things. I've been an aspiring writer. For about thirty-five years, but any, anyway, I, I think writing's kind of. One of the, but but go ahead. Yeah, I didn't know
2: yet. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, freshman year came around, and I was like, man, I need some money. And um, so I, I was thinking like just different ways to do it. And I looked up online, you know, how to make money writing and freelance writing was a uh, thing that came up on there. And you know, I was like, you know, what? I'll look some more into this. And um, lo and behold, after a few months of hard work writing for free for a while, I finally started getting some paid jobs. And uh, now it's what I use to fund my trading accounts and help put me through college. And Matt, on the other hand, um, Matt will get more into it when he introduces himself, I'm sure. But when I met him, I kind of introduced him to the writing and he introduced me to trading. And from there, we just kind of had a really good relationship going into my fourth year of school now, uh, this, coming, uh, this coming semester, right after the summer's over, um, a supply chain management major um, and really liking it a lot in terms of, you know, if, I, if this was something I had to do, it's a lot of talking to people and I love to talk. Um, and yeah, so right now I'm actually out in Colorado for an internship, just got back from work. And I think that's a pretty short introduction to myself. I've been training for what a year, a little over a year and a half now. I think two years will be October, November. So that's where I'm at.
1: Where, where are you at in Colorado? I think we talked about you're in Boulder,
2: right? Yeah, right. I'm right outside of Boulder. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with this area at all.
1: Yep, yep, but- yep. I've, I've, I've gone on many hunting trips to Colorado. But- oh, it's,
2: yeah, beautiful <laughs> state. I'm loving it so far. Been here for about a week.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. um, you don't need to name them, but so you're doing, you're interning at a supply chain management type thing. So.
2: Yep. Yep. I'm with a, a manufacturer. Well, nice. You know, it's not a manufacturing company. Uh, it's a government contracted military defense company. Ooh. And, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's different than my last internship was, which was a lot more manufacturing based and this is more project based. Every few months they switch it up. Um, so I'm expecting, you know, I'm expecting to learn a lot and just take advantage of the opportunity and see what it brings along.
1: So trading-wise, and and what I love about you guys is you're taking that long approach. That's what I love. So, you know, as as you've evolved through your trading journey, I mean, are you up, down, kind of where are you at, et cetera?
2: That's a good question. I'm down. um, I'm definitely down still, but definitely climbing back up, though. I was down quite a bit. year and a half ago and since then i've slowly been climbing um just been taking a lot smaller size the past year and trying to really work on discipline is the biggest thing we hear it on our podcast all the time and yours as well you know it's a huge anyone can make money um but (laughs) everyone can also lose money and it's
1: right you know what i mean and and don't you know and and this is something for the listeners as well as for you. I mean, don't be embarrassed about if if you're down after one year or two years while going to school, while interning, while doing a podcast. I mean, I mean, there's, there seems to be one thing that I, I kind of go off on at times. It's like, especially in that first year, second year, third year, there seems to be like almost this embarrassment that I'm not profitable. And it's like, you know, I, I try not to swear that much on this podcast, but it's like, fuck that, man. It's like, if you're one year in, 18 months in, and you're 21 years old, and you're going to school, and you're doing an internship, and you're not profitable, I don't care. What I care about is the evolution. And, and are you learning? Are you getting better? And I can see that. You were like, kind of embarrassed. Oh, I'm red. I don't care if you're red. Okay. That's not what it's about. And, and some of the best traders, I mean, read the books. I mean, there's a lot of guys that went five, six, seven years, and then they become the best of the best. And that's a point I make all the time. It's like, okay, you think trying to do all these things—not you specifically, but the listener—you think that all, you know, a billionaire, Paul Tudor Jones, that took years to do it, you think you're going to beat him while you're trying to pay the bills and you're trying to, you know, get your degree, et cetera. There's nothing wrong with being red. 18 months, two years
2: in. Absolutely. And that's something I'm coming to learn a lot more lately. Uh, At first, you know, you get into this, who doesn't get into it thinking, oh, I'm going to make all this money, all this money. And that's when you take your biggest losses. So I'm (laughs) really happy that now I'm taking either smaller losses or more consistent, small green days. And hopefully, you know, um, in the next coming months to a year, I can work on increasing size when I do find real consistency and uh, go from there, you know, but it's all process all process. So what, what was your,
1: I want, I want to ask both of you, this is my main question. What was your motivation to start the pod, your podcast beyond the PDT?
2: Um, you know, I, Oh man, Matt, what was it back three or four months ago? We were just sitting down and we are like, you know, it would be so cool to be able to talk to people who are successful. And, um, you know, it would help us, but if we could put on a platform that would be able to help other new traders. And of course there are other podcasts that do this, but our goal is to kind of talk to some smaller people as well, people who've just started finding the consistency because those are people that we could relate to and people that, you know, our target audience could also relate to. And they, we just thought it'd be a great idea. And we we're like, you know what? Let's buy a mic. Let's uh, get a website. And sure enough, we started it up. And uh, it was it's just, it was a slow start, but it, it's really picking up now. And it's a ton of fun. We're having a blast that learning a lot.
1: And and that's what what I respect about you guys
2: is is that Joe
1: Rogan model and and I'm not saying you're there, but one of the things Joe will say, and I'm a huge fan. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan boy of Joe Rogan. He's always just like, "Hey, I'm a dumb guy that can remember things," and he's like, "What he has done by bringing on all these crazy scientists, crazy geneticists, you know, all these amazing people." He has evolved as a person, so so that's why I look. You know, it, it's so cool that you guys have done this and gotten access, and are getting more and more access. And if you're listening, before I jump to Matt, go to beyondthepdt.com, Subscribe to these pod, guys' podcasts; they're doing great stuff. So thank you, Tim. Thank you. So Matt, it's your turn. Lay it on me, bro. All
3: right. So um, I guess growing up, I just always had. A knack for money, I loved it. Uh I remember my green so, is good. Great is good. Gordon, so, Gordon Gecko Gordon was
1: a wise man. So
3: Yep. So before I really got into trading or anything, my first thing, I was like 14 or 15, and I convinced my father to uh split some iPhone cases I bought from China, right? And then I sold those on eBay. Really? Thanks. Um, so, nice. Okay. Yep. But, you know, nothing ever goes as smoothly as it should, right? So, sure enough, uh, eBay's got like a selling limit. I think it's like $500 a month when you're first getting started. <laughs> so, little 14, 15-year-old me, uh, I hit the limit, and I go to call them up, and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to like up my limit here so I can sell some more of these iPhone cases that I got from China, and they're like, i going through all this personal information and stuff. And then they get to like, what's your age? And like, I didn't know what to say. So I was like, you know, I'm 14, 15. And they're like, well, you can't, you have to be 18 to be doing this. And sure enough, I don't know. I got in a lot of trouble. Ended up being like banned. That account is banned from eBay for life. Still, still can't get on eBay. But then, so then I sold the rest of that garage sale. And then I was like, again, 15, 16. I was like, I got some money. Started looking up some YouTube videos and stumbled across Tim Sykes probably around like 10th grade. Now, I didn't like trade or anything, but that's my introduction to trading. And it's always been in the back of my mind since that 10th grade when I started watching those YouTube videos. Then started, you know, just doing other side hustles. Um, and then eventually, like, come end of my freshman year of college, I ended up joining the Sykes Challenge. And I was like, all right, summer after my freshman year, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on it. Um, you know, that was my introduction to trading. So that was like probably about two and a half years ago now, a little over two years, not quite two and a half years. Um, so that, that was my introduction to trading. Uh, the first two years I can definitely say, uh, have not been, you know, definitely read. (laughs) Um, but working at it every day and started this year, I was like, you know what? Like I really like trading. I want to make it happen. And that's kind of how this podcast came about because I, I was sitting there uh, uh, talking to Bryce and I'm like, there's a reason all the best traders talk together. It doesn't matter what chat room you're in, what group, all the best traders talk together, you know, whether it's Roland and Huddy and Jack Kellogg, you know, they all talk together. And I'm like, well, I just can't like ask them to go talk to them. Really. I can't just get in a group chat with them. Cause like, who am I to them? Right. So, you know, going off, just, you know, some of these like Gary Vee and other podcasts I love to listen to. I, I like what value. Vee, I,
1: your hustler mindset. I wrote down Gary Vee. Absolutely. He said,
3: so you made what, me do what, it. What, what value can I apply to these people while upgrading my network at the same time? So that's kind of how this podcast started for me. And also I was like, well, it'd be awesome if not only Bryce and I could talk to these people, we could share it with the community and just help other people along the way too. Cause you know, car- I believe in karma. What's, you know, you do something good, eventually something good should come back to you. And you know, so that's kind of how the podcast started. And since then, I can definitely say just from talking to these people, you know, editing, listening to the podcast over again. And like I've been become, you know, Not like great friends, but friends with a lot of these people that I ended up talking to on the podcast. And I talked to them, you know, whether it's weekly, monthly. Some of them I even talk to every day. And it's definitely uh, impacted and helped my trading. So this year, even though I'm not like green huge, I'm hovering right around break even. But the last like four or five weeks, I can definitely feel kind of a shift in my trading and just you know, whether it's mindset or just the tips I picked up from the people from talking to them. It's definitely, you know, being able to get in that network and upgrade your network has helped me because the quotes like you're the average of the five people you hang out the most or something like that. And I can definitely say it's true. And by upgrading the network and starting the podcast and talking to these people, I mean, I think that's the best thing people can do just because trading is lonely. You say it all the time on your podcast. I listen to you know, your podcast here. So it's trading is lonely. You have to find someone to talk to and you bounce ideas off of then that's the best way to grow so so man great
1: stuff so so the i, I always take notes I've, I've got my my office is littered with index cards but but uh man i i love the hustler mindset you know it's and and and, and the great thing that i love about that ebay story is i mean um and and we actually talked to a teak the other day um, great story. You know, hopefully that podcast gets released, but you know, he actually started out, I won't divulge too many details, but he actually started out in Iraq or in a in, a Afghanistan, I think, but you know, buying candy and selling it on the next street corner. You started out buying iPhone cases, selling them on eBay. I mean, that is, that's trade. Okay. The, the crazy thing, I, th- I think what's, what's wild is so many people don't understand how the stock market works. At the end of the day, it's just arbitrage. You're just trying to, and especially the stocks we trade. You know, when you're talking penny stocks, I mean, I do not want this stock next week. I do not want this stock later today. I'm like, get this shit out of my hands as fast as possible. And when you're trading penny stocks, it's the same as selling iPhone cases. You're just buying something at a discount And looking for somebody that will pay a higher price. And I love that, that that you were, you were arbitraging in high school and recognizing that, Hey, I can bring something in and selling it at a higher price. And, uh, yeah, and just being a hustler, I think hustler. Thank God for Gary D. I'm a huge fan. You know, I got to meet him about, I think two years ago, but I think hustling kind of has a bad connotation to it, but it's like to me, Hustling is just like you wake up and you want to get after it. You want to be like, Hey, how can I create value? How can I make money? How can I improve myself and help others? And you said all of those things in in, in what you said, you know, you were like, Hey, I want to, I want to learn, but I want to help other people as well. So both of you guys, man, it's just, I, I love your mindset and, uh, I just wish, you know, if I had a time machine, you know, you know, I always say I wouldn't change anything. You know, I'm happy with where I am. I'm, you know, I, I, I love what I do every day. I've got a beautiful family, but damn it. If I had the internet when I was your guys's age, man, I, I would have, I think I would have been in such a better place. So nevertheless, <laughs> that being said, next agenda item and, and we plan on having Matt and Bryce back several times. Um, We've got their introduction. Check out beyond the PDT.com. They've got, I think 13, 14 episodes now. Check them all out. Listen to all of them. They're all great, but, uh, you know, they have got a couple trades and you know, I'm the old crusty bastard. They're the young kids and and we're going to kind of break down a few charts here and, and, and let's get right into that. So again, we started with you Bryce on the introduction. Let's get into it. Let's talk about your recent trade and, and see what, uh, what this old what this old man thinks. So
2: perfect. All right. So I'm just gonna I just share screen, right? And perfect. Here we go. I think. Can you guys see that? Yep. It's okay. Done. So this.
1: Yep. Got it. Yep. Okay.
2: Perfect. So this is S O L Y on um, the 29th of May. So about a week ago. Um, yep. And so basically, I watched. You know, so, so from, let me let me
1: interrupt, which I love to do. So I already
2: peaked. Yes. Perfect. Go so for it. I already
1: it. peeked at Bryce's chart. So I, I, am a, I'm a big fan of S.O.L.Y. This was a, uh, you know, you know, a a classic setup that I love. So this stock is, is a very dubious stock, but uh, it's a low float, had news. Everybody, everybody made fun of the news, which was a, they actually have some like magical gadget that removes (laughs) uh, your tattoos as well as your cellulite. So, you know, no offense out there, if you're overweight and you got some tattoos that re- you regret, they have a magical device that can help you. But everybody was hating on this stock, had ridiculous volume, and go into what Bryce is going to say because I already know what he's going to say and I love this freaking setup because I see his exit arrow. So.
2: Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it really is. It's a setup that um, kind of was when I first started. Really trying to find a setup that I liked. Uh, I was really focusing on this, this, oh, zoomed in too much there and zoomed out too much there. Um, the, the wedge basically, you know, making higher lows, hitting resistance. And sure enough, it was lined up with VWAP beautifully dumped early in the morning. Well, wrote, ran up early in the morning, dumped. And sure enough, we had that first squeeze around 125, 130. Um, and what I was looking for there was seeing what it was going to do at VWAP. Um, hit VWAP, obviously, pulled back a little bit but the higher low really was the first indication like all right this is uh this is looking strong and my idea was just to buy right in that push of VWAP um right over that support, or that resistance area and i was going to be risking that low down here i think it was 2060 um with a plan to sell into this resistance up here in the 2450 area and that's exactly what i did i think my exact exit was 2445 and my entry was 2199 So did you, I want to know,
1: did you, did you pick this setup as a setup? Did did I get set up because you, you knew I would love this one or did you pick this because you thought it was your best trade?
2: No, this, this was one of my, I was really happy about this trade because it was a time that I, you know, actually, here's the problem with when I was trying to trade this setup in the beginning, when I first really started getting into it is I would buy it way in anticipation, you know, in this. First little pullback area, and half the time it just wouldn't come back up. It would just it would dump on me. And so the fact that I had been waiting for it, waited for that higher low, and um, maybe bought a little bit early in, in anticipation for it to break over VWAP. Um, the fact of the matter is I was just happy that I actually bought that that ascend, or, uh, yeah ascending wedge, and I played it not quite in anticipation, but after that confirmation of the higher low. So –
1: As you can tell, I I kind of of
2: showed my cards a
1: few minutes ago as as you brought up the chart. I I peeked really quickly as a a day trader. I I peeked at the chart. I saw the entry exit arrows, and I was like, and we didn't play in this before. I didn't know what charts these guys were going to bring. But So what I love about this, so this is one of the bread and butter setups that I think are great for new traders. So go back to my joke earlier, okay? (laughs) up huge early. Dubious news, okay, tattoos, cellulite removal, whatever. But it's a low float stock with ridiculous volume. It spikes early. It pulls into that morning, and then it kind of hangs around, hangs around, hangs around. And then I love the time of day. And 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 another great thing, Bryce has got a five-minute chart. I'm a huge fan of five-minute charts as you move through the day. And you can see, look down at the bottom of your screen, nothing going on from 11- to 130, but it's holding, it's consolidating, it's basing, and that's that area, that's that indecision point where it's like, okay, the Bulls versus the Bears, who's going to win, and then it starts creeping up into that 2 p.m. window, and then as it breaks VWAP, damn near precisely at 2 p.m., which is my favorite part of the day on these low floaters, you get that volume spike, it breaks through VWAP, he buys, he's got a great stop area, because if it doesn't work you can see his green entry if that you know that big green candle that worked for him if that candle goes the other way he just stops out of that out at the bottom end of that wedge he talks about it's a small loss he moves on he's like okay I tried the low floater with news it didn't work and but you can see as it rips through and then you know I mean what is that a, a couple
2: bucks I can't see the side oh yeah I think it was about. Oh, no. About $2.50 a share. Yep.
1: And, it was and just right I mean,
2: into that area of resistance right up in there. That was my plan to sell.
1: Perfect exit, too. Because what I talk about a lot is, you know, as much as I love the low float squeeze type basher plays, you take those quick gains and have, have, to. have realistic expectations. You know, so many people make fun of chasers, make fun of bag holders and stuff. It's because they have unrealistic expectations. I mean, if, if you nail something, like this, and I love this one, and you're up a buck, two bucks a share, remember, you could have 50 shares, 100 shares. You don't have a huge size. That's how you grow the account. And that's how you get beyond the PDT, my friends. Oh, hashtag beyond the PDT. So
2: that was beautiful (laughs) right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But man, I love this one. And this might be, you know, they don't happen every day, you know, but if you're into the PDT, you can't trade every, and if exactly. You, if you can wait for these types, you know, these low floaters that hang around and spike into that 2 p.m. window, these are, you, you got to watch for them every single day. So well done, right? Thank you. Right. Thank you very much. Bread, bread, bread and butter, man. Love it. So, all right, Matt, you, you got to outdo them. <laughs> Uh, it better not okay. be some triple leveraged ETF or something.
2: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Not. actually. Yeah,
1: it's probably, it's probably JNUG or or, or something. So, or, or, okay. or, or, or so, BXX, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, um, so since having like uh, Jack Kellogg and Dominic Maestro Mateo on the uh, the podcast beyond the PDT. Um, I really kind of focused on OTCs a lot because I like what they were saying. I like the setups, the risk rewards on them. So I'm going to cut I you off thought... real quick. Yeah, Jack,
1: Jack Kellogg, beyond the PDT podcast with him, incredible. That was one of my favorites. The Steady Trade podcast with Jack Kellogg, incredible. I mean, this you know, again, I keep calling them kids because I'm 75 years old. <laughs> But, um, you know the mindset that Jack has, the work ethic that Jack has, check out both those podcasts. I mean that guy i mean, if he's not successful it's because he got hit by a truck. I mean, he has the mindset to be successful he's special, yeah, yeah, I agree, I totally i mean, I said it on the pod. I got goosebumps talking to that guy but but go ahead, man. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so uh, I brought P R E D, and now I've traded this uh, a couple times this year. Because if you look at, I only have a screenshot, but if you look at the yearly chart, it's it's been running since like January. You know, it's had a it's been running quite a bit. So the initial plan was there's like a little mini breakout here at 4:10, and I meant to buy some overnight, but I work full time, so I was distracted. I forget what I was doing. Anyways, I missed it. So I was like, "Oh well, that sucks." And then, sure enough, the next morning, the company comes out with a press release. So now there's a catalyst behind it. So I bought into the open, risking red green, which is a pretty significant level on OTCs. Um, and then, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's that. You know, you know, and, and for the listeners, just kind of a little bit of a background. I mean, you know, OTCs are sketchy, and 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 yeah, red to greens, fifty twos. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean it everybody and I, I do air quotes is looking for these gappers so this the I'll let Matt continue but if you're playing one of these gappers one of these breakouts when they go red on the day you need the GTFO okay because that's that's where everybody is like forget it I'm gone I'm, I'm you know it's, it's like yelling fire in a theater everyone wants out so so it's a great stop yeah
3: yeah absolutely um, so I got in uh, right. Pretty much at the open. And then sure enough, the PR it had a pretty sweet morning spike the first, like 20 to 30 minutes of the day. And I ended up selling my initial position, which was only like 600 shares. Um, that's only
1: much, that, that, okay. It was 600 shares off. that pisses uh, me off because again, uh, you guys are new. You got small accounts. I don't want to hear this only crap because yep. That, yeah. that, 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 you know, again, it's about green trades. It's about good trades. So when people say, and hey, I'm having fun, but when people say it's like, Oh, I only had 500 shares. I only had a 2000 chair position or a $2,000 position. That's not, not what it's about. It's about good trades and green trades. So
3: correct. No, completely agree with that. <laughs> I won't say only anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I sold the initial position into that spike because. I was risking like 10 cents and I already got like 20 or 30 on it. And I was like, all right, that's good. Um, you know, and then I was watching it throughout the day. It had a pullback. So I was like, I'm glad I sold. I didn't want to hold through this pullback because my initial thought process was there was this, you know, overall eventual breakout, like in the four seventies. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to break out today because that's kind of a big move on it, but I think it can like get to the breakout at least. So then I was so I was like all right, I want to play this again if it, you know, stays strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the best PR, but it, you know, a PR nonetheless, so there was some eyes on this thing. So and then it's I a
0: 52
1: bought, week high, so everybody's yep. looking everybody's looking for that breakout. Exactly.
3: So then I bought ended up buying the high day break about I don't know, an hour and a half after I sold the initial position. And um at this point my risk I wasn't a huge fan of, but I was risking like the 430s down here. Um, because that's just where the support was. Mm-hmm. So I kept the share size small just to accommodate the wider risk. And then as the day it kept holding up and it was holding near highs in here. So I added again. I like that um, ad.
1: Yeah. I mean, yep. that's, that's, that, that, you know, what, what's great about that is, is it's like, okay, for an hour, hour and a half, this stock's holding that, holding that, holding that. And that's telling you that there's buyers supporting it. Somebody's yep. holding it up. It's holding that level for a reason. So,
3: Exactly. Um, and we were getting into the end of the day. So some volume should have started coming back in. Um, so I added, and then it ended up breaking to new highs again. And actually, it ended up breaking out on the daily chart too um, over that, which I was pretty uh, impressed about because I didn't think it was going to go. But I was just letting it do its thing. And since this broke this high, I was able to move my risk up as well. So my risk was pretty minimal on this trade at this point. Because I was risking the 460s and my average was somewhere in the 450s. Um, so then I, you know, it went to new highs and held near highs all the way into the close. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'll take this overnight. No reason not to. It's closing at highs. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was hoping for a gap and when it didn't gap. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get caught in a morning dump because sometimes when these OTCs don't gap, regardless if they're breaking out or not, people just they bail. When well,
1: the- I, I would, I would, uh, you know, and, and your sometimes term is 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 correct, but it's like I would, I would slightly modify and say most of the time, if they don't gap, it's it's, it's again everybody hits the exit. Yep. So yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I'm not risking that. I don't want to get caught in this dump. So I I ended up having like 1,500 shares or something like that between my two accounts that I had. So I sold a 1,000 right at the open because I was like, we're going to let 500 go in case it spikes. You know, if it dumps, I'll get out at a worse average, but it's worth the risk to see if this can hit new highs. So then I kept 500 and ended up selling at about 10 cents higher. And, yeah, that was the my PRED trade, which I'm – Actually, and again tonight because it's breaking. Close, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I was, you know, it's funny, and uh, I was looking at pred, but it's like, oh, you know, I'm a Nasdaq guy. Trust me, I'm, I I love my, I love my listed stocks. And we were looking at pred, and I was, and 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 it, I said this on the webinar. I am like pred is a textbook OTC gapper, but I've been Mm. trying a few of them here and there, and I've, I've been, I'm about. 50-50, I decided to pass on P-R-E-D, but I talked about it in Side Drake Bro. I'm like, if you're looking for a OTC gapper setup, P-R-E-D is it. I mean, it's ground all day, it's back near the highs, and it, and it pinned the high of the day. So, I mean, like, this is an OTC gapper if you're looking for one, so.
3: Yep. And, I mean, if you, you know, you look at the daily chart, it's got history, multi-day runs. So... You know, the thought process there is, you know, it's in your favor. The odds are it should keep running. So scooped them up, um, you know, today and plan to swing them. And they did, they
1: had, did they have a, I can't remember, did they have a PR today too or not? Um, I Stuff don't,
3: things. I don't think I saw one today. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember but, too,
1: too many stops, which, Yeah, so. Yeah.
3: No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, OT, OTCs, OTCs the last like week have definitely, there's been a shift, right? No no doubt, because um, for the months of like March, April, even most of May, there was not many multi-day runners on these OTCs. They wouldn't gap. They wouldn't do anything. But this week alone, we've already had um, EMIS isn't, isn't the best example. It's very low volume, but it's been running for like five days now. PRED has been running pretty much all week. MDXG has been running pretty much all week as well. Um, MDCL wasn't even that bad. Like it's been a long time since there's been more than one OTC played week. So, you know, hopefully the market's shifting a little bit here and we're going to get some more runners.
1: So what I like about this trade, and, and I, again, I, I like a lot, I mean, well done. Um, I like the trade management. I like the scaling in and, and as well as, you know, recognizing, you know, what I love I'm like, I'm pointing, but, but that, that first exit, you know, he took this, you know, so, so, so Matt missed the, the, the late day play, took the next morning entry. And then when he went instantly green, he's like, okay, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in your head. He's like, well, I plan on taking it overnight. I take it the next morning. I got the spike. You know, I wanted those gains. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bail, okay? Because I thought about it last night. I missed it because of work and school and stuff. I jump in this morning. I'm instantly green, which, from the looks of the, what do you, five minute candles, but it, from the looks of it, you were almost never green on this trade or never red. You took those quick gains, then you bank that. You know, you know, I, I talked about, you know, you, you put those profits in the bank. The house is money, so at this point. Matt's playing with House's money. So even if his second trade doesn't work, worst case scenario, all he does is give the money back to his broker. So now we recognize that this thing pulled, rebreaks, nice second entry, and then it grinds higher, consolidates, consolidates, adds into that, and then raises his risk. So a lot of great trade thought process here. So now as he adds, Vic dumps on him, he stops out, break even, He lost his house's money. He made the trade and he walks away with two good trades and he's break even. Okay. If a bad day for you, and I don't care if you're new, intermediate, or advanced, if a bad day's break even, I'll take, I'll take bad days as break even all freaking the time. But it ultimately worked, sold in the spikes, great well done um again and PRED was a good setup i mean this was an otc runner or an otc gapper even though i'm still as 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 the, you know i joke about being the old man i'm still trying to hone my skills on these um it, it it was a total otc gapper and it was today if you're watching after the fact today is june 6th um check out PRED tomorrow cuz it closed strong and definitely look like it could gap up. So, um so I got to pick, you know, it's kind of like picking your favorite child. It's it's always a diff, difficult. I love both of you. I love both of these trades, but I got to pick. For me, for me, I love that Nasdaq squeezer. So I got to go with Bryce, okay? <laughs> Just because it's my type of trade. Now
3: that's fine.
1: Now, no, 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 Matt's no, hurt, no, no. Matt's for that's for. I still no, love I, you, Matt. It's, fine. Still, it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, for real. You know, if we're on vacation and I drive away without you, I'll still go back and get you. Don't don't worry. <laughs> I, won't, I won't pull I a Joe Dirt on you and leave Grand <laughs> Canyon. Don't worry. But but I I love that that for me that that Nasdaq squeezer. Joke of a company. I mean, Soli's a joke. Spikes early, pulls, consolidates, and breaks into that 2 p.m. window. But both of them, great trades, guys. And, uh, man, you know, I, I look forward to having you back. Um, it just excites me, uh, you know, to talk to young people with energy that are excited about trading and are excited about learning and getting better. in both of your introductions, you talked about starting the podcast because you wanted to get better. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it all the time. You know, if you're not trying to get better, you know, smarter, faster, stronger, if you don't want to be the best version of yourself, what are you doing here? You know? And, and that's what I respect about you guys. And for sure, check out the beyond the PDT podcast and we will have these guys back and I appreciate you guys having me. Um, I had a blast
2: on that podcast so. and we had a, I had a blast on here on Matt. I'm sure you did too. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I, I loved it. It was a ton of fun. And yeah, I mean, check out, you know, our episode with Tim Bowen. That was great. Uh, Fantastic was one. Great. Ton of great insights, especially on part-time trading. And if you're struggling, you know, cause you have to work a full-time job. A lot of people do when they start, there was a ton of great insights and advice on that one.
2: <laughs> My mom texted me yesterday and she was, I, I listened to your episode with Tim Bowen. That was my favorite one yet. He's an awesome guy. I was dying. I just I was laughing so hard. Hey, Love it. So,
1: hey, hey man, you know, again, if you're an older guy, if you can't appeal to the MILF crowd, what do you guys do? Hey, that's, that's your target get demographic, baby. So,
2: Oh, Tim, thank you so much for having us on, man. We can't wait to be back on with you. All
1: right. Well, thanks guys. And we'll see you next time.
2: Absolutely. Thank Take you. it easy.
0: Hi. This is Nathan from San Jose, California, and I like to drive into work while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast until I fired my boss and made myself my own. You, too, can register to win real actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com, and make Steady Trading a real-time gig. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating, write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in the Silicon Valley. See you next time.